What's poppin' Stay Regal fam? It's your girl Regal, and you guys are tuned into another episode of Stay Regal Radio, the hottest podcast for self-love women and culture. Regal me, baby. Go ahead, baby. Regal me, baby. Go ahead, baby. Yo, I just want to say fuck self-doubt before we get started today. And I want to explain to y'all some ways this week, in the last two weeks, honestly, that I've been saying fuck self-doubt, the experiences that I've had, and people that I've encountered. It has truly been a remarkable two, last two weeks of my life have been really remarkable. I've learned, I've grown, I've made different connections, and it's all been on some real positive shit. And I've just been so blessed and filled with gratitude because I don't want no negativity in my life. I don't want any BS. And I mean, of course, when you're trying to, or not even trying, when you are being positive and you're pushing through, BS likes to seep in, but it's how you act or interact with that BS that is the true testament. And I've been (laughs) not seeing none of that shit. Not at all. But if you guys missed the first annual pink and white Girl Power Gladiator Experience 2019 No Limits. Y'all missed something epic and life-changing. When I tell you I walked out of that building a new woman, it's been true shit. Like, I really was like, not even a new woman, because I love who I am, but a changed woman. That's better. I walked out a changed woman. And let me tell you why. The the whole event was so well thought out. It was intentional. And the intent behind it was to make sure people left change. It was... The MC was Sharice Speaks. I don't know if you guys follow her on Facebook, but she's a powerhouse. That woman was dropping gems left and right. We also had Dr. Dina come and speak. There was also a lady named Tanya Robinson that spoke, right? Then she had a panel of amazing people. First up was Derek Arizona Washington, who was my sister's golden gladiator. Then we had Tracy Zinn, Dr. Brenda Combs, Pastor Tammy Burrell, woo, and Christina Reynolds. And just the amount of fuck self-doubtness that was in the building and people just saying, I don't care what I look like, what I've been through, what I'm currently going through. I'm going to push through and prevail no matter what. Just to be around that type of energy was amazing. And seeing people obedient to their calling really was something that touched me because on this podcast, you know, a lot of people have reached out to me telling me how it's helped them, how amazing it is, and how it's causing them to have a different perspective about life. This event caused me to think about on the times that I didn't upload episodes. I let my circumstances not allow me to be as consistent, right? Which ultimately is just an excuse because we all go through things and we can all push. And I just think about the times that I didn't push. And I just thought, well, what if these people that you're meeting here today didn't push, didn't do what they were called to do? 
you wouldn't be sitting at this table crying or feeling like, oh my gosh, I'm changed right now. And so it made me say, look, don't feel bad. Don't beat yourself up like you used to always do. Because what that's going to cause me to do is not keep pushing. Now you know better. Let's just do better. That's all you have to do. And so we had this really, what I really loved about it, my sister did a pink table talk. And the pink table talk was moderated by Giovanna Gathers, who's a psychotherapist. When I tell you guys it was about getting deep and personal issues that no one really likes to talk about in front of strangers. And we had to do exercises and she was playing with us. She said, oh, if y'all think the panel's only going to be sharing all their business, y'all got another thing coming. And so the audience, we had to switch tables, not be with someone that we came with. And we had to actually stare people in the eyes, complete strangers, and just see them. Not ask, not talk, not try to, um, you know, sometimes we speak like, oh, oh, does my breath stink? Or, well, tell me if I got a booger in my nose. Or we'll do stuff like that. We'll say things out of insecurities. We couldn't speak. We could just hold hands and see that person. And we also had to then talk about things that are fears, our fears, what hold us back. All with complete strangers. And I love that, y'all. I didn't really have a problem with that aspect of it. Because as y'all know, I be telling all my business on this here podcast. (laughs) So it was a little bit easier for me to just tell people. Because I already feel like, you know what? I already know that in life I'm going to be judged. I've been judged since the day I was born. Especially being a little kid, I was bigger than everybody. Y'all know that whole thing. Bigger, taller, um... I didn't always know how to speak up for myself when I was younger. So I went through all that, you know, and I still go through that. So I didn't have as much of an issue sharing, but I can tell that some of the people I was with, they were really uncomfortable and just the energy in the room was a little bit uncomfortable, if, especially if you're not used to doing that, rightfully so. I totally get it. But we had an opportunity also within the event to do a breathing segment where we just did some deep breathing. We closed our eyes. We meditated on our happy place. And then we also wrote down the things that we need to let go of, things that are holding us back. And mine, I put shame, self-doubt, judgment of myself and others, and hatred. And so we wrote these on a piece of paper. And at the end of our breathing segment, um, she had us, I forget what they call it now, but kind of like some visualization of us in our happy place. And that all the things that we were going to release were in like balloons. And so she had us reach our arm up and then release those items And just know they're gone now. They no longer serve you. And if you guys know anything about like full moon rituals, you know, the 12th of October is when the last full moon was. So while we weren't doing it in the uh, under the moon, it still had that connection to it. So it was amazing. And I've done full moon rituals in the past. And I feel after doing them really empowered, you really feel. You really feel. I don't want to say it keeps saying empowered, but you feel different. You know that, okay, this is no longer a part of me. And sometimes you have to remind yourself of those things that you've let go. Like, hey, they're gone. They no longer serve us. So now we just got to keep pushing, pushing forward. That's all we got to do. Keep putting one foot in front of the next. So when I tell you guys, it was just an all around 
epic, powerful event. I definitely love change. I was so full. I after all after the event, all I could do is just go to my sister and I just held her and I'm crying and I'm crying. And I was thanking her, like, thank you for being obedient. Thank you for sticking with it. I have seen her struggle going through her own personal issues in life losing our mom you know and going through so much but she always stayed consistent and she pressed forward and it was just I was filled with so much gratitude because I got so much out of it and yeah that's my sister she pours into me all the time but this was on a different scale and to see your loved ones in their element changing lives living out their purpose it's a really really amazing thing to see and so after the event, after I got done hugging and crying with my sister, I went over to me and Giovanna kind of linked up. We were crossing each other's path and I stopped her and I thanked her and I was just talking to her and I'm saying, you know, I'm always, I always feel like I'm in a constant battle of, in between, excuse me, my old self and the current self that are my best self that I'm becoming. And I've said, I feel like I'm always at war and it's like tormenting at times, you know, to feel like there's always a battle waging within you. And she said, baby, you got to stop fighting yourself. She said, you need to give yourself permission to be both of those people all at once. She said, it's not about being this person and not being that person. It's about having a balance. And I was just so kind of like floored and mind blown because for years, you guys, literally for years, I want to say since like 2014, I've always been saying, oh my God, it's like a battle. And I think I've even said it on my podcast. It's like I'm fighting between my old self and the new self that I'm becoming. And that's why I always feel tormented and not realizing I got to stop fighting me. Why would I fight myself, love myself, be gentle to myself? And even on this self-love journey, that's what I love about it because you never stop growing. You never stop learning. And it just gave me a different perspective to stop. I don't have to battle me anymore. That old me, yeah, she had some ways that I didn't like, but you change those ways. You don't change everything about her. You take some of that good with you. And even some of those ways that were a little suspect, like me, I feel like I'm judgmental. And mainly it's to myself. But if I'm judging myself, how can I not judge others? I don't want to be judgmental. I want to be understanding. I want to be open to seeing people the way they are, for who they are, and not put any of my pretenses or my expectations of how I feel they should be or what they should be doing on them. And so that was just really, really powerful. Like To be able to walk away from that that conference and that event with that information and really be able to implement that into my life has been really, really amazing for me I've been feeling all right I ain't gotta let BB sleep all the time BB ain't gotta stay dormant if you don't know who BB is you might be thankful and if you have got a chance to meet BB before you'd be like oh BB was cool bring her back every now and again you know so it was just awesome and so after the event that week on Facebook it was just connecting with the women that I met reaching out Um, building bonds with people, seeing, hey, you know, I do this. What do you do? And just people sharing. And it was a huge networking that was going on. 
And so one of the thing, the names or people who popped up across my page was Rob Griffin. And he was there actually doing broadcasting for my sister's event through, he works for iHeartRadio and SiriusXM. And so when she had mentioned his name during the um, conference, I was like, whoa, like that's major. Like, go ahead, sis. I didn't know you had SiriusXM and everybody up here. But I didn't meet him at the, you know, the event or anything like that. But I was like, okay, let me just make the connection. You know, I do podcasting. It would be great to have somebody I know who does radio and at least to learn from them or try to get my foot in the door. So I reached out, fear and all. I reached out, scared, not really feeling like... And see, when I reached out, I didn't have an expectation. I didn't have an expectation of what I wanted to happen. It wasn't... I can't say that it wasn't being intentional because I did want to intentionally make the connection. And that's all it really was. But as soon as I messaged, a lady reached back like, oh, this isn't his his personal page. This is his business page. I'm his HR manager. How can I help you? Were you trying to get your show on the air? And she's just like shooting things at me. And I'm like, whoa, like, whoa, Nelly, I don't know. I just wanted to link up with him and say, hi, how you doing? You were at my sister's event met you i'm interested in radio xyz how can it happen you know so she was like i'll have rob text you later i was like well he was just at this event with me and my sister you know and she's like well i'll have him message you later he's not in the office and i was like okay thank you so later on that night i'm taking my niece to dance practice and wow music and things like that and he messages me like hello this is rob what's your desire how can i help you And I'm like, oh, you know, hi, Rob. You know, you did my sister's event. And I'm just reaching out. And he was like, okay, that's awesome. Well, what's your desire? Were you looking to get a show? Do you have any broadcasting experience? And I'm like, "Mm, no. He was like, you know what? It'll be best to call. Just go ahead and give me a call. And he drops me his number. And I'm like, whoa, okay. And then I message him. And I'm like, oh, I'll go ahead and give you a call tomorrow because I was busy. I was like, I'll give you a call tomorrow. And he was like, well. If you want to talk, you should call me now because I'm going to be busy with Climax. And I got a show coming up with Angie Stone and Selena Johnson. And I'm just like, whoa, he's working with some really big people, you know. So I'm looking at the message for like 30 seconds to a minute. I'm just like, you going to call or you going to not call? Like, don't call. Don't you can not call and waste some time or you can just do it and see what comes of it. So I'm like, you know what? F it. I'm going to call. So I go in the back to the bathroom and I call him and he was like, all right, well, you know, hi, it was nice talking with you. He's like, do you have any broadcasting experience? Like, what do you want to do? Do you want to pay to have your show on the radio? And, or do you want to just be a broadcaster? You want to be a broker? And I'm just like, I don't even know what that really means. Like for (laughs) radio, like, I don't even know. And then so I'm just like, no, you know, I don't have any experience. Honestly, like, I'll work for free. I'll be an intern. I'll do. I just want to learn. And so I'm being kind of timid and not really putting my best foot forward in my mind because it's like you could be doing anything, you know, you could sell yourself a bit better. Polish up the package, B. Let's get it. And so I was like, you know what? I was like, Rob, while I don't have experience, sir, I am a very creative person. I have years under my belt of customer service experience. I know how to manage companies. I know how to manage people. I know how to build talent up for any company. I was like, so I and administrative skills as well. Like I could be an asset to any company that I work with. 
And he was like, all right, well, you know what? I'll tell you what I do, Rebecca. He was like, I'm going to send you some information. Go ahead and submit your application, send your resume back, and we'll take it from there. And I'm like, all right, I'll do that. You know, thank you so much. So that, mind you, that was on a Tuesday night. So I'm freaking. Like, I keep, I read over the information like four times, and I'm just like, oh my God, like, they're asking for, uh, a sample of your broadcast and things like that and I'm like I already know he doesn't work with podcasting but all I have to send him is my podcast so I'm like oh you shouldn't do it and like of course this negative self-talk is like mm, you don't have what they're looking for you shouldn't do this don't put yourself out there you're gonna look stupid and then I'm like no nah, like I need to do this like just to see what could come of this you know so the one day goes by two go, days go by. I pick up the information again because I printed it out at work. I'm reading through it like, Ugh. all right, all right, all right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Life happens. Get busy. Pick it back up. Here it is Sunday. Now it's Sister's Day. I'm with my sisters. And I haven't told them about this because I already know how my sisters are. And they're going to be like, why? Oh, no. You are the fuck self-doubt queen. You need to do this. Like, come on. And sometimes... Not sometimes. That's what I love about pouring into the people around me because they always can pour back. But this particular time, I was just like, I ain't saying shit to nobody. That way, if it don't work out, mm, no no one knows that, oh, I failed or I fucked up. But it's like, what? How does that serve you? You know, look at you judging yourself. You got self-doubt. You're being shameful. These are all the things that you just released at this event. So why continue to take them with you? So... I told my sisters, I was like, you guys, we should challenge each other this week to do one thing that self-doubt or insecurities or fear has caused us to hold back from doing um, and kept us at bay. And so they're like, you know, that's real good. And I was like, well, I have two things that I should do. And then so one sister, she blurted hers out. And I'm like, okay, you know, that's what you should do. She's like, it's not what I want to do, but it's what I need to do. And I'm like, all right, bet. I understand that completely. And then, so the other two were thinking, they were like, well, what? You said you had two already. Tell us. And I'm like, ah. So I tell them about the encounter I had with Rob. And they're like, girl, like, you better go ahead and do that. And one of my sisters was the one who had the event. And she was like, yes, sis. Like, he reached out to me about my event. Like, do that. Like, that could be beneficial for you. You need to hurry up and do that. So we gave each other to Friday to complete the task. And I'm like, well, you know what? Tomorrow's my off day. Um, I was like, I'm going to go ahead and do it then. And so that Monday, I woke up, you know, saw my baby off to school. And I finished my homework. And then I was like sit down get it done so I did confirm the email address to send everything to and then it was Terry again his HR manager she's like yep that's the email um and then she started asking me the same things like do you have broadcasting experience what's your what information can I pull you up at and I'm like no ma'am like I don't have any experience I spoke with Robbie he knows that he just told me to send my information in and she's like all right well I have him reach out and then she was like hey go ahead and call him and so I'm like, all right, cool. So I called him and he was like, yeah, Terry just stepped out of the office. So how are you? Good talking to you again. I'm like, thank you for taking my call. You know, it's good. I was like, I just sent everything in. And then he just reiterated that he's tried multiple times to have people with podcasts and, and internet shows on the radio station and it just doesn't work out they don't know FCC regulations they need to be educated in how to talk on the radio 
And I was like, you know what? I understand. And he was just letting me know, like, whenever they mess up, I have to pay the fines for that. And that could be $75,000 for a fine. And I said, oh, yeah, that's a big mess up. Like, I understand why you don't want to take any more chances. I completely get it. So where I'm like, okay, boom. He, I need experience. I'm not what he's looking for. And I'm kind of like, well, thank you for taking my call, you know, trying to end the phone conversation. He was just keeping me on the phone and just having a conversation with me, talking about other things. And then he explained to me while why I wouldn't want to be an intern or an assistant. He wouldn't do that to me because I'm not going to be learning what I'm trying to understand. And I wouldn't get the information and knowledge I needed. You know, I was like, well, I appreciate you being honest with me about that. He was like, of course, like, I'm not going to steer anybody in the wrong direction. And I'm just getting real good vibes from this man. He just seems like a genuine person. And so he (laughs) asked me, so what, like, I think he says, what else do you need to do besides change the batteries in your smoke detector? And you know, when that damn smoke detector is beeping, you get so you don't hear it anymore. But this just lets you know, like, when you're trying to do something professionally, like, people, from the moment you guys say hello till you say bye in that call, it's an interview. You're being listened to, you're being analyzed, and you always got to be ready. And so I was kind of feeling like, oh, my gosh, you idiot. Like, why don't you go to another room or something? Like, that thing's just blaring. And I was really feeling that way, too, because before I uploaded the previous episode that I just did... I was like, oh, I don't want to have that beeping in my episode. So I unscrewed it and it was a different kind than the one I'm used to. And I'm like, okay, where's the dang battery at? Like, and I was just like, let me just record this episode. And so I didn't change it. Right. And I just moved forward with the episode. So knowing that I was already like, why didn't you just do what you were supposed to do? Girl, weeks ago, you know what I mean? And so I just tried to brush it off like, oh, I'm just trying to figure it out. And he was like, what do you mean figure it out? Like, go, untwist it, come down. He was like, it's going to be connected to some wires. You're going to pop that thing up, take it off the wires, put another battery in, snap it back, and you're all good to go. And so now I'm just really like, well, why would this man hire somebody who don't even know how to change a freaking battery in the smoke detector? Like, you're not doing good here. You're failing the interview, Rebecca. And so I'm like... All right, I'm ready to hang on up because <laughs> I didn't made a fool of myself. I want to go tuck my tail and hide. But then I told myself, how are you going to get better if you can't take criticism, especially something that you knew you should have done weeks ago? You should have just completed it. If you weren't going to replace the battery, at least take the dang battery out. Like, because it's making this noise. You've been hearing it and you know better. So I decided, you know what, let me go ahead and listen and just continue on. And I was like, okay, well, thank you for letting me know how to do that. And then he just kept talking to me. But what else can you do? What else are you into? And at first, I'm just like, oh, my God, like, does he really care? Or like, I don't even know. Like, it was just like, why is he asking me this? Because I'm not used to that. People in super professional positions who have the opportunity to get someone to the next level or help them get there 
sometimes they don't always take the time to really talk and get to know you, see what you're about, see what you're into. So I was like, you know, I know you don't work with um, podcasts, but I start telling them what self, um, what Stay Regal Radio is all about. My self-love, women, culture, how I just want everybody to say F self-doubt and continue to love themselves and push through and live out their wildest dreams and like really become the people they're supposed to become. So we're talking and I'm moving. I'm like, okay, I got errands to do now. So I'm walking to the car and he was like, do you ever count your ums? And then it just stopped and I thought about it and I'm like, no. And he was like, well, you should. I've counted 34 since we started this conversation. And again, it's like everything matters. This man was counting my ums as we're talking. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like, whoa, you never know what's important to the next person. What they're looking for, what they're trying to gauge within the interaction with you. So I'm like, well, I know it's a lot. I was like, I got work on it and stuff. And he was like, yep. And there's three more since I told you. And I was just like, damn, this is going all bad. But it wasn't going all bad because I was getting freaking constructive criticism from an industry professional. Like, that's dope. I don't care how you slice it. I don't care if he's telling me things I don't want to hear and telling me, well, you're not looking, you're not what I'm looking for as far as the radio, but this is how I can help make you better on your platform. I'm going to take that any day of the week. So before my insecurities and my self-doubt could try to rule the situation, I had to remember one, fuck all that. Two, I had to really tap into what's going on. This man is giving me his time, which I've learned in these last few years is the most valuable asset any of us have. Because with our time, we can accomplish so many things. And that's the only thing that we have that we can never get back. So it's important for us to utilize it wisely. So I realized not only is he giving me his time, which he does not have to do, he's giving me his energy, a piece of himself to help make me better with wanting nothing in return. So before my ego could ruin it, I was like, let me stop, listen, and soak this game up. Because that's what it really was. It was free game to make me better. And as y'all know, it's 2019. Things like this do not just happen. People always want something for anything that they're giving you. And it's been so amazing since then because now when I speak to people, I'm more aware of what I'm saying and how it's coming out. When I'm on the podcast or dealing with a customer at my job, I'm making sure I don't sound... I don't want to say illiterate, but uneducated with the, uh, 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 and I know it's easy to get caught up doing that because we're trying to allow our mouths to catch up to what our brain is thinking, but you're not in a competition. And that's what I have to tell myself. Stop. Take a moment. Think about what you want to say and then say it the way you want to actually say it. And it just really made me aware of this conversation with him that people are truly analyzing everything that we do. You know, at my old job, we used to always say every interaction with someone could be an interview because we may have execs in from Utah, um, the company I was working with at the time, from Utah or a big wig from the sister company coming in. And you don't know who that person is, but y'all both in the break room getting coffee. And if you're like, hey, what's up? Mm, Going about your day. 
that doesn't leave a good impression. But if you're like, hello, how's your morning going? Man, this coffee's amazing or whatever. Just how you present yourself, it's always can be an interview. And you never know who is going to be giving you your next promotion, your next opportunity, what networking opportunity may boost your life in a crazy way. So it is always important to present your best foot forward. And it's really made me think about how I'm presenting on my podcast. Like, I don't know if I told y'all in the first half of this, I now record in my car because there's no smoke detectors. (laughs) One. Two, it sounds better. The quality sounds better. I don't have the sound waves um, bouncing off a bunch of walls and it sounds crisper. And I feel like this will make my podcast a bit more professional, sound better, and be more pleasing to the ears. And so wrapping that whole situation up, I'm so thankful. Shout out to you, Rob Griffin. I appreciate you taking your time. And like I told you, this is not the last time you're going to hear from me. I've already started looking into broadcasting classes for the spring semester um, because, you know, I'm currently in school for screenwriting, but I'm definitely trying to expand my territory. And to expand my territory, I need to learn more, get more knowledge, get more skill sets. And that's what I'm doing. So this whole journey of my sisters and I challenging each other to complete a task that's daunting for us, that makes us feel like, oh, I don't know if I can do this. And just saying, you know what? Forget it. Even if I can't do it, I'm going to try and I'm going to give it 100%. It makes, it has made life more exciting. It's like things that I'm coming up against, I just be like, ooh, I don't know how it's going to work, but shit, let's try it. And you know, like a week ago, or maybe two weeks ago now, I'm on Facebook and I seen an article about a guy getting, I believe, shot to death in a liquor store in San Bernardino. And I originally clicked on it because it looked like my homeboy back in the day named Fussy. And I'm like, oh my God, like I was just talking to him a couple of months ago. So I click on it. And then as I read the name, it's not Fussy, but it was a homeboy that I had back in elementary school. Now me and him, we have not talked since then, probably since maybe I was like 18, 19. I haven't seen him. But I remember being kids and... Him having leukemia and me and my best friend, Camille, going to his house, making sure he was okay, just going to hang out with him while he was sick and not knowing whether or not he was going to live at that time. You know, we were just like, oh, shoot, this is like our first, inter- my, my, not my first interaction with cancer, but with a friend having cancer. So I was kind of tripped out. I knew my granny had passed away from it. And so I didn't know what was going to happen, but was so excited that he lived through that. And he had another opportunity at life. And then to see that he was gunned down. And I don't know the situation. And I don't know the ins and outs of how he turned out and how his life was. But all I know is if God has given you a second chance at life, it's on us not to fumble that shit. And every day that we wake up, it's another opportunity to be a better version than we were yesterday. And I'm not talking about making a list of 50 things to do in one day and trying to do them because that's going to overwhelm you. But I am saying the shit that you know you procrastinating with, 
the things on your list that have been on your list for like a month now that have been paid no attention to? What are we waiting for? What I've been telling myself consistently is these things have to be done. Now, since you're your own boss, your own brand, your own company, you have to do them. I cannot afford to hire anyone. Jay doesn't know how to do all these things, but we can learn together. So you can keep procrastinating, Rebecca, but you already know this shit got to get done. So just do it. Simple as that. Just do it. If you don't know how to do it, seek out help. Stop being afraid to say, hey, I don't know what I'm doing and I need help. That's perfectly okay. And what I realized is I'd rather be honest and humble enough to say, hey, you know how to do this. I don't. Would you mind teaching me? I don't have much, but I could try to pay you. Or if I can't pay nobody to do it, hop my butt on YouTube. How do I do this? I've learned so many different skills from YouTube. So I'll be like, there's no way I can't get some information and implement it into my life. And I think we all are able to do that if we so choose. We just got to be willing to say, you know what? Let me get off my ass and do this. Or getting off your ass can be a totally mental thing too. You don't have to be quote unquote lazy physically. You can be what you think is lazy mentally. And it was so crazy. I was talking to the owner of the salon that I work with. And she was saying how procrastination can be a form of anxiety. And when she said that, it resonated so much with me because there's so many things that I want to do sometimes that I procrastinate and I procrastinate. I'm like, oh my God, what's wrong with you? And so I started having this battle and this mental conversation with myself like, all right, like maybe it's just time for you to realize that you lazy and it's not procrastination. You just lazy as fucking you ain't trying to do it. But it, I'm like, no, I truly want to do this. But it's like, how bad do you want it? If you can change the perception about it, you're not lazy. Stop being negative. But maybe this causes you anxiety because X, Y, and Z. And if you look at it that from that mind frame, I know I've gotten through multiple different type of situations that have caused me anxiety. And I really didn't want to push for it. And I have And I've became victorious because I pushed through my anxiety. So if I give myself a different outlook, I'm able to change the way I think about it and change the way I act about it. And what it does, it allows me to stop being so negative about myself. It's a constant battle. But if you put yourself around the right people who see you, who feel you, and who go through some of the same things and are on their way to becoming a better version of themselves... We can speak into each other. And that's what I love about it. I don't want anybody around me who can't give me constructive criticism, who can't take constructive criticism, and can't say, hey, you fucking up. You got to do it like this. Or I see you do that. But maybe you need to do it. Just, just change it up a little bit. Switch it up a bit. I need to be around a whole bunch of boss-ass individuals who are really trying to change their lives. And so I said all that to say this, man, every day is a second chance. So don't let today go by without doing some major shit. And be clear, major shit can be getting up every morning and making your bed. 
that could be major. Maybe you ain't got up and made your bed in 10 years. You just get up, start the day. Excuse me. So that could be major for you. And if you do that, I'm happy for you. I'm proud of you because all of us don't do it. And I'm, I'm, that's for me. I'm one of those people. I do not make my bed every single day. <laughs> I really don't. But that's something I've been doing. Well, before I just moved, I was doing, but I was making my bed every single day. Like this is something that I know. Boom. And what it does is it builds in your mind. Oh, this is a routine now. This is something that we do. Build stability. It builds a foundation of learning how to complete a routine. And to be successful in this life, what I realize is you're going to have to have a routine. Now, everybody's mind doesn't work the same way. We don't think the same. We don't do things the same. So routines look different for everybody. And that's what I had to realize. I used to beat my down, myself down so much about, oh my gosh, I need to be focused. I need to be focused. I need to do this. I need to do that. But my focus is different from everybody else's. Some people, okay, focus on this one task, get it done. And that's great. They can move on to the next task, complete that way. Me, it don't work like that. I get ideas rapidly, very fast. I got to start it, come back to it, do something else, come back to it. And for a long time, since that's not what I grew up thinking was the normal behavior, I've been telling myself I need to change because that is not how it's supposed to be. But everything that's meant for me is going to come to me the way it comes to me. So I have to stop letting society and my programming tell me what's right for me when I know myself better than anybody. Do what works for you, man. And if you don't know what works for you, it's time for you to sit down, do some self-evaluation, do some time with yourself. Learn how to be present with yourself in the present moment. Meditation might be a good thing for you. And meditation looks different for everybody. Prayer looks different for everybody. But you got to go within yourself to find yourself so that you can put the best you out there. And that, my friends, is called self-care. We need to learn how to do that, man. I really, truly believe that a lot of us don't take enough time to be alone. Maybe for fear, anxiety. Maybe we think too much. And you're afraid of the thoughts that come when you're alone. But we can't get through anything or over anything without going through it. And I know a lot of times we want to get over stuff. I just want to get over. I just want this to be done. But the process is the part that we should look forward to. The process builds character. It builds strength. That way, the next time we face with some situation, we already know what to do. Because we've been there before. So we don't got to trip about it. Because I know I'm going to get through this shit. Man, and with that being said, I just want to let y'all know that I love y'all. I appreciate y'all rocking with me. So remember, fuck self-doubt, peace, and blessings. Oh, and don't forget to stay true. Love you. I'm out.